Distractions are all around us. Whether you work in a traditional environment or you work in an agile environment, this will help you. But we got a question in from one of our Project Leadership Institute members who asked, how do I help my team to reduce distractions during the sprint? And that's exactly what we're going to be looking at today, so let's jump in. When we talk about minimizing these distractions, you've got to remember there's only so much you can do as a Scrum Master. You need to coach the team into taking pragmatic steps to reduce these on a case-by-case -case basis. So let's take a look at the most common ones. We have email, leaving your messenger open, web and news, social media, and then people. But let's talk about those that we can handle right off the bat. So email, social media, the web in the background, just leaving a random web page is a big temptation to those who can't resist taking a look at what is happening in the world. Just close those pages down. It's that simple. And for those who have a phone <laughs> sitting on your desk staring at you and you're looking at these notifications coming in and worse still, you have sound on, those are all things that you want to minimize. You want to turn them off. So let's jump straight into number one. I'm going to share with you six points today. And number one is first things first. Set clear priorities. Ensure that the team understands the priorities for the sprint and is focused on completing the tasks in the sprint backlog. Remember, in this world, this is where we pull things to ourselves. So whatever you're pulling to yourself, you got to make sure that you are indeed getting those things done within the sprint. It helps prevent distractions of other tasks or projects. So if it's not in the sprint backlog, you really shouldn't be focusing on that. Now, I do understand there are things that crop up in the middle of the sprint. We'll talk about those later on. But you really, as a team member, should be tunnel focused on getting those things in the backlog done. Number two, the web, social media, notifications, and messenger. Turn those things off. You've got to minimize these interruptions yourself as a team member. So encourage team members to minimize interruptions by turning off notifications, closing unnecessary apps or browser tabs, and communicating their unavailability during focus work periods. In fact, you know what I would recommend? Just blocking up some time because whenever people see your calendar is open, they think you're available for these ad hoc meetings. You really want to block off time on your calendar to get the work for the sprint done. Number three, limit your whip. You know, one of the worst things that could happen is trying to do so much that you end up getting nothing done. And everything is 10%, 10%, and you've got 10 things that are 10% done, but nothing that is 100%. You don't want to be like that. So if you are a scrum master and you have team members struggling with this, actually help them, guide them to see that they need to limit their whip. A lot of folks still don't get this and may try to multitask and at the end, they don't get stuff done. So limit work in progress, limit the amount of work in progress to prevent team members from being pulled in too many different directions. This allows team members to focus on completing tasks in the sprint backlog. Moving on to number four, open communications. If you're suffering, drowning, why not just call for help? Just be honest and open with your scrum master or with other team members, right? So when we talk about impediments on a daily basis during the daily scrum, why don't you say anything? You should. So you as a scrum master, you want to encourage open communication. Encourage team members to communicate openly with each other about potential distractions or roadblocks. This helps prevent small issues from turning into larger side fires. Let's go to number five. Scrum Master and SWAT to the rescue. What do I mean by Scrum Master to the rescue? Well, 
you do know that the Scrum Master's other name is Roadblock Remover. Surely you knew that. So if you're a Scrum Master, you should be using that network of influence. And honestly, you should proactively build that network of influence, understand the political landscape in the organization, know who's who, know who can help the team, and also know who you can help. Because a Scrum Master is not just sent to the team, the Scrum Master is sent to the entire organization to help, to be a roadblock remover on a larger scale. So if you're not seeing yourself like that, perhaps you should, and enlarge the amount of people you know in the firm, enlarge your tapestry of communications, because when it comes time to remove those obstacles, those pesky blockers, your network is gonna come in handy. So I highly recommend it. So address roadblocks quickly. Identify roadblocks or obstacles that are preventing the team from completing their work and address them as quickly as possible. A good thing to do is to actually prioritize these impediments so you go after the big bad ones that are causing the most havoc first. This helps prevent distractions from becoming larger problems that derail the sprint. Now I talked about a SWAT team. When I talk about a SWAT team, I'm talking about a Scrum workflow assistance team. It's a concept, it's an idea, right? This is not publicized, but in my mind, this is something you can use. So you could have a workflow assistance team of people. It doesn't have to be a whole lot of people. It could be a few people outside of the team, preferably that understand the code base perhaps. Maybe they're vendors or suppliers that are not on the immediate team, or maybe it's one or two team members who are so well-skilled in addressing these code base issues. If you're dealing with code or if you're dealing with aspects of the product, instead of roping in those who are not as gifted or not as strong as these folks are, just have a SWAT team. Like I said, preferably not on the immediate team, but if you need to pull in one or two members who are strong in this regard and are able to very quickly solve code issues or even direct you towards how you can resolve the impediment for someone else, then have a SWAT team. It's a concept. Instead of dragging everyone in, why not just pull in a few people who are really good at it and those folks help you deal with stuff as it comes up really quick without involving everyone else. The next one, number six, is the Pomodoro technique. Now, this is a technique that you can use to dim out all the distractions and the noise and tunnel into the work. I'm going to show you a couple of these, actually. So I added another point where you can use another technique that I, I will show you after this. But for the Pomodoro, for those of you that don't know it, it's scheduling time, dedicating a block of time, 25 minutes, and just zoom into what you need to do. Focus on that stuff block out everything else, and you're doing it in chunks of time. It's like many iterations. That is one way you can really focus in on getting work done. So on a larger scale, schedule dedicated time for side tasks. If there are unavoidable side tasks that need to be completed during the sprint, schedule dedicated time for them outside of regular sprint activities. This helps minimize distractions during the sprint and allows team members to focus on sprint backlog tasks. So let's talk about the Pomodoro Technique really quick. So the Pomodoro Technique was developed by a really interesting character who was a student and wanted to create this um, approach to focusing on getting his work and his assignments done. So it starts off with deciding on the task to be done first. You got the 25 minutes you're going to schedule, right? You set aside the timer and you could do this on any device. You could do it on a phone 
but uh, Pomodoro is from the word tomato. So you have a kind of tomato-ish looking timer. If you Google it, you'll find all this information, but you can use any timer. So you schedule 25 minutes, you work on the task, and then you end the work when the timer rings and take a short break of five to 10 minutes and then go again, right? So you set aside your break, then you go again. If you finish fewer than the three Pomodoros, go back to step two and repeat until you go through all three Pomodoros. After three Pomodoros are done, take the fourth Pomodoro and then take a long break, typically 20 to 30 minutes. Once the long break is finished, return to step two and set the timer again. So you're doing about 100 minutes overall. You're gonna get a ton of stuff done, but it takes discipline to pull this off. My buddy Roy, espouses this method and uses it quite a lot. Highly advise something like that. Now for me, I use a technique I have labeled the island technique. And the island technique is actually getting out of your comfort zone, getting out of the area that you used to work in and going away from it. It could be your immediate office. There's some days I do not work in the office because I just know I am not gonna get as much as I could get done if I go to a brand new place. Now, it could be a local library. I've used a local library. I've used Starbucks in the UK, believe it or not. I've used the trains on the underground to actually do my work. It's unbelievable how it works for some people. But when you go to a strange place that you're not really too comfortable in or too familiar with to the point that you are really focusing on the stuff at hand and not distracted by the comfort of where you're used to, it helps. So I go to a new environment, put my headphones on, use noise cancellation devices, um, and I just tunnel into the work. And it could be two hours, three hours. I turn the phone off and I warn family members and stakeholders, hey, you're not gonna get me for this time. I'm really focused on this thing that I'm doing. And that could be another way of you dulling out the distractions so that you can really focus on the work at hand. So I'm hoping that these ideas give you some options as a team member and as a scrum master to take back and share with your team. I would actually recommend how about discussing this with your team, perhaps in the next retrospective, and ask them, how do you do this? How would you recommend to others? And it could be a really nice conversation that can happen in your retrospective. All right, so let's round up. In rounding up, I want you to remember that it's important to create a supportive and focused work environment that enables the team to complete their work efficiently and effectively. By taking steps to minimize distractions and address roadblocks, you can help the team stay focused and productive during the sprint. Discuss this in your next retrospective. All right, so thank you very much to our friend who sent in this question. I hope all of this stuff makes sense to you, and I hope your team is gonna be able to cut out these distractions and get some really cool work done in this coming week. All right, thank you. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, share with your friends who are Scrum Masters, and I'll see you in the next video. Bye for now.